Welcome to I'll Be Back Catalog, where we take a nostalgic look back at the movies of Arnold Schwarzenegger. The cigar chomping, one-liner spitting, killing machine. Now oh, stop it, you'll make me blush. It's every movie from the beginning. With special guest comedians. I like this. That sounds great. Now play the music. And we're back just like the governator himself from a six-month or six-year hiatus. It's I'll Be Back Catalog with me, Mike Kevin. And me, Stephen Lyons. And uh, we're very excited to be back. We've been away for a little while, but we have missed you. Oh, we've missed you. And we, <laughs> we're, we're back with a bumper episode. We've got two movies, Expendables 1 and Expendables 2. Which Arnie is barely in. Uh, but we're very excited because he's, he's, on, he's on the IMDb list. He's, he's a featured actor. He deserves to have these movies talked about. If you're talking time amount, not that much. If you're talking impact, pretty much he's the entire movies. We're not going to be don't you shake my, your head at me because we are joined by wonderful comedian and storyteller Brendan Green. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for starting the podcast off on the worst take about the movie. Arnie's the best part and I'd watch them both again. That is, uh, that's not true. Also, what did I do to you? between Rambo and this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, because I was last one I was on Rambo, only, only Sly, great movie. And then I think maybe I've annoyed you and you've made me watch these two horrific movies. I would say it's the opposite. Which also doesn't have Arnold in it. No, no, it's a sign of respect that we trust you and we value our friendship enough to ask you to watch these terrifying movies. Why two movies? It's the meanest thing you could do to a guest. Well, let's introduce our other guest because we didn't just do it to you. Not just Brendan Green, no, we have returning champ, Mr. Finn Nicholas. I'm delighted to be back for these movies, which I... Oh. I don't know. I, this, is, I, this is a competition. I have some opinions about these movies, and I am very happy to have a place to express them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ooh. welcome. Well, firstly, the reason we did two movies, yeah. why, is because Arnie's just a cameo in it. Also, there's three Expendables movies. Why just the two? <laughs> because Arnie's a bigger part of the other one, and then that comes oh. later on. Yeah, we have to do one and two. Yeah, we did one and two, and you're welcome. Because I think you need to see the no. second one to enjoy the first one. And you need to see the first one to enjoy the second one. Fendel's one is his first movie after a six-year hiatus after being governor. Well, while being governor. Ah, oh, that makes your intro make sense. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you guys have thought about these things It's all coming together So there's been a bit of a jump for you, Brendan Between Rambo and Expendables 1 and 2 Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. nice that this podcast has both given me Like one of my favourite movies now Which is Rambo And now, what's the opposite of a good movie? (laughs) Rambo 2 That's also that uh, these movies were bad. I think one of the movies is bad. Yeah, and I reckon we've got differing opinions on which one but is bad. Here's my trick. I think one of the movies is bad, but it's spread out amongst the two movies. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> is Expendables 3 good and you've just kept that from me? We'll have you back for Expendables 3 if you really want. I'm not want. doing this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I only did this podcast again because Rambo was so good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was mean, like, oh, cool. It's exposing me to good movies that I might not have watched otherwise. Yeah, that has not been the core premise. Interesting tidbit, outside of the Rocky and Rambo franchises, this is the only other movie that Sly wrote and directed. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Two out of three, man. We'll I mean, I did watch some behind-the-scenes footage of Expendables 1, mm. and I'll tell you what happened. I don't think that he had a storyboard. There were two writers. There were two writers, and one of them is an Academy Award-winning writer. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, two writers, that's like a third of how many writers it takes to make a Marvel movie. That's true. They've got storyboards, though. Yeah, they show them at the start. They I found out the other day Jendi Trotovsky did the storyboards for Iron Man 2, who did the Dexter's Laboratory and Samurai Jack. 
There we go. Isn't that cool? I didn't That's know that. Cool. That is cool. That is a genuinely good bit of fact there. Mm. And you said laboratory. Iron Man 2, which stars ears. Mickey Rourke, who's also in the first Expendables movie in a totally pointless role. Oh, nice. we've got different opinions. You liked Mickey oh. Rourke? Oh, <laughs> my Mickey God. Rourke. <laughs> Brendan's favourite part. Oh. Okay, okay. Before we get into the movies, let's just catch up on... Because I particularly want to know if, if, Brandon, you've seen any action movies since Rambo. Any and, action And movies? we are not yes. counting cats. We're not <laughs> counting cats. Are we counting the Marvels? Are we counting the Marvel universe? Yeah, what would you say was the most action-packed movie you've seen since Rambo? Um. Well, most of, most of Avengers Endgame was action. Yeah. I'd say Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Had some good action. Black yeah. Panther, also very good. But those are those are movies that you just like kind of go to collect the whole set. Have I been out of my way to see any action movies? Not counting Little Woman. <laughs> no. Okay. I would I would almost feel like Expendables is like uh, it is a collect the whole set movie franchise no they collect the set for you yes yeah, okay. that's the you're, like, you're like ooh yay now I don't have to go and it's see like what you... Dolph Lundgren's been up to no but it's mm. like when you are collecting like trading cards or a, mm-hmm. or a set of toys and then somebody sees that you're doing that and they go oh here's the last 10 that you need and you're like oh wait I've got do you remember I don't know if I, you're I of the age that. for this but there was a time but, when trading cards were quite big and they would do the sheets yeah yeah. yeah. so yeah Nine it's almost sheet. like they would just give you the uncut sheet this, that's what Expendables is Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah, here's yeah. the cards you need to complete your set, but they are in a sheet. Uh, mm, I think yeah. it's a movie that like it only exists to make the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon easier. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does that a lot. <laughs> is Kevin Bacon in the next one? Kelsey Grammer is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the fact that Kelsey Grammer is in it is bizarre. Quite surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he qualified because of X-Men? I, I, genuinely I think it was because of Down Periscope. Wait, no, is it that one? What's a submarine movie he did? No, that's the one. Okay, good. That's great. Also, I like that there's a qualifying level to be in The Expendables. Oh, definitely there is. No, it's just you have to know Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's you're, the qualifying level. Or he, So he actually talked about that too. He said that one of the things he wanted to do for The Expendables is to take people who he felt like he wanted to give a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he the Adam Sandler of action movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. And then, okay, Finn. So what's the best action movie that you've seen in the past six months? Ooh. I, I talked a lot about Indonesian action movies last time I was here. Yep. So I'll just I'll just say for Raid 2 again. <laughs> Raid it, it's it's, two a, it's again. a perfect movie. Raid 2 is a great movie. Finally, something we can agree on. Not yeah. as good as Raid 1. I, I, Raid I, Redemption. I, I, oh, I, I prefer the Raid that. 2. Get fucked, yeah. Finn. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, this is my controversial opinion. I think the Raid 2 is a better movie than the Raid 1. Oh, it's I, a bigger. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a bigger, a bigger movie. movie. Yeah. It tries a lot harder and it is not and as good. I think good. it succeeds. Oh my god. That's, that's, a, that's in my top 10 movies of all times for Raid 2. Of all time. All time. I think it's the best Thus disqualifying you from any discussion I think that's the best have. action movie ever made. <laughs> I mean, I think our listeners right. will agree Commando is the best <laughs> action movie ever made. I don't know why you're talking about the Raid. Nah. Yeah. Commando. Commando. Commando's great. Commando's okay. the best. Jenny! Jenny! Commando's That's the, the most... only line I remember from the movie. It's the most pure action movie. It sounds like you're doing Forrest Gump. Jenny! <laughs> Come back to me! Why, why is this kid here? What's wrong with him? Are oh, you talking about Tom Hanks' son? <laughs> That'd be a hot pop cultural reference <laughs> when this comes out. So we, we have, uh, basically we have two movie synopsises. I reckon we break it up. You reckon we break it up? I reckon we. we I was going to pitch that we both read them at the same time, <laughs> just to be as, as understandable as the plot yes. of the movie. <laughs> okay, here's the synopsis to Expendables One and Two. 
Inexpendables Barney, Barney Ross, Ross leads the Expendables when the group is commissioned by the, the mysterious Mr. Church to assassinate the merciless Church dictator a of a small South sure American island. They find the Barney and Lee the thing, but head some to the remote locale to scout the out their opposition. Once there, they meet with local rebels, anyway and discover the true nature of the conflict engulfing the city. When they escape the island and Sandra stays behind, Ross must choose to either walk away and save his own life or attempt a suicide mission that might just save his soul. So my hope is that is as succinct storytelling as these movies. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Hey Finn, do you want to do raid one and one and two together? (laughs) I think my one's going to take a lot longer than yours. (laughs) Okay, we'll be back after what is probably going to be Creedence Clearwater Revival. Back with Expendables One. Oh, this is exciting! I can't wait for Expendables Mum. That's what I call it. <laughs> Your Expendable Mum. No. Oh. I mean, I do have two mums, but that's not. That's neither cool. of them are Expendable. Which one? Which no, one? Neither of them. They're both great. Rank your mums. I've already got a mental ranking of your mums. Let's see if it matches. That's yes. Stevens of a podcast. <laughs> Where I go through it. It's a short podcast. Expendables One. Pirates. Pirates. We got some uh, just a Somali pirates, yeah. some Ooh. Somali pirates. I think it was a big thing back in the early two twenty tens. Yeah, still is, mate. They just don't really uh, report it. Yeah, we don't talk about it as much. So he blew a guy in half. Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, got yeah. So that, I, I I want to talk about that scene specifically because I think like in, in at the beginning of the movie, Dolph Lundgren is like. He, he's they, they like kick him out of the Expendables because he's going too far and he's he's murdering people in a bad way. Yeah. And well, his subplot is that he is addicted to drugs. Yeah, but like the, <laughs> I would I would have said addicted to murder. <laughs> well, I he, mean, yeah, because of his addiction to drugs, he becomes addicted to murder. Yeah, sorry, but, Finn's going to have a bad opinion. Let him say. Yeah, yeah. If this scene was in a smarter movie. I think this would be a really good scene where Dolph Lundgren tries to hang the pirate and they're all like, no, we don't do that. And he's like, no, this is all we do. Like what Dolph Lundgren does is he points out, no, we're, we're all fascists. Like yeah. all, all we do is just go around and murder people. But you guys don't like what I, how I do it because I'm like, I'm slightly more open about the fact yeah. that all we do is murder people. I'm just more openly into it. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> wasn't like, it, covered. In a movie that's written by someone who isn't Sylvester Stallone, like that, that could be a pretty trenchant commentary on be, yeah. who these fucking characters are. It's like when you go to a gig and one of your friends is wearing a band t-shirt and you're like, really? You're going to wear you're gonna wear the t-shirt of the band you're going to go see? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's exactly like I'm that. Seeing. <laughs> I want people to know that I'm into the band. <laughs> it was great to see all the people from the 80s come back and we got to see the most destructive thing of the 80s, which was Slice Alone's goatee. Mm. He, for, for both of these movies, because of his goatee and his hair, uh, he just looks like the actor Eric Belfour if he got addicted to, to like HGH. <laughs> Eric Belfour. Um, was he in Buffy? Uh, yes, he was in the first episode of Buffy. Yeah, yeah, he's that. He's Jesse. I, 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 if I don't know an actor, I just go, were they in Buffy? See, now I and was, then people I, who watch Buffy are like, oh yes, so or, I, oh, no. I, 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 was, I was gonna say like Eric Belfour from the first episode of Buffy, but I was like, no, no one's gonna know what I mean. <laughs> and it turned out one person yeah. knew what you mean. Definitely, absolutely. And now I can picture him in my mind. But, but he looks the same, clear. right? Yes. Yeah. They got they got the same facial hair. You and me, same page, Finn. <laughs> you two are just same page, Eric Belfour. 
<laughs> Do you want to see my tattoo? Do we have matching t- Eric Balfour tattoos? Yes, except his is on the front, yours is on the back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can I? I'm going out. I'm I'm establishing this early into this podcast. Expendables one is better than Expendables two. Absolutely okay, not true. I disagree. Disagree, disagree, Stephen. I can't tell the difference between the two <laughs> movies. I watched them almost back to back. I watched I watched Expendables one last night before going to sleep, and then mm-hmm. I woke up and I watched Expendables two. The first one has the has Angel from Dexter in it. Yes, and then yeah. the second one has the uh, original Predator from Predator in it. Oh, that's cool. Who's that? Jean Claude Van Damme. Damme. <laughs> cute. I would say <laughs> that's real cute. You guys. That's so cute. Was uh, he Predator? No, he got because I was. Yeah, so he he was the original Predator, but then they recast him and like changed the design of the Predator so that it looked wow. good and the movie was successful. Yeah. Which was I think it just before was it just Jean Claude Van Damme with dreads? No, was he was that, dressed no. in a lobster costume. <gasps> yeah, you can Google it and it's pretty funny. Or just listen to the episode of this podcast about Predator, which is where I found this out. Wow. <laughs> Put it in the show notes, guys. Put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. Link to the other episode. I believe the second one is considered to be worse. By no. fans. No. Oh, yeah, maybe by maybe by real fans. Because it had less <laughs> gore yeah, than one and three. Did, but it's the only one that didn't uh, get nominated win or nominated win for, for Razzie. The second one, yeah. Do, yeah. do, do, because do you know why the second one had less gore? It was originally supposed to be a PG-13 movie. Because when... Chuck Norris. Yeah, when Chuck Norris came on board, he was like, I'm not going to do an R movie. You have to cut out all the swearing and make it PG-13. Mm-hmm. And so because it was PG-13, they couldn't have all the gore. There was still quite a bit of gore. Yeah, but then, then later in the movie, they like went they, back on that. Yeah, and they probably spent all of their money on the great water CGI. Oh, that water CGI is <laughs> awful. It's only when like, the, t- the water tower falls Anytime over. Anytime there was water. Anytime, Anytime. there was water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why. That's also like why all of the like, CGI like decapitations and stuff look so horrifically bad. Yeah, it's not the water CGI. It is just 2000s CGI. Like all of the blood CGI. There's a lot of After yeah. Effects blood spats, which are a lot of, yeah, a lot of head, head explosions. The first one, and I realize that now, now with time, and maybe this is, this is my age or whatever, but the first one is better because it wasn't trying to be fun. It wasn't winking at itself, which is a crazy thing. You'd think it should have winked at itself so much harder. You'd think they would have done Expendables 2 and ex- as Expendables 1, but get, he just yeah. tried to make a good... I he just tried saying. to make also, a straight well, action movie, yeah, and, and then everybody laughed at him, and then he changed. He was like, no, that's what I meant to do. Look uh, at Expendables 2. And I was like, no, I liked the earnestness. Yeah. I liked the earnestness of the first one. It, was a, it, was, it wasn't a good movie. Although, I will say this. Here's my other opinion. It's two opinions. opinions. Are you ready for this? Okay. It was no. a good movie. The only thing that ruined it was any dialogue. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> if the, you took the, the single out, mumbliest movie I've ever heard. If oh. you take any of the dialogue out, except for Mickey Rourke's monologue, then it would have been such great silent movie with just the sound effects and you could tell what's happening I mean, you can still tell what's pretty happening great. it sounds like mostly sound effects in any of the scenes that Arnie and Sly are in it's only a bad As movie the, the Arnie it's only a bad Sly movie because of the Bruce words. Willis scene is just like Bruce Willis goes <laughs> and then Sly's like and then Arnie walks in he's like yeah, yeah. well yeah, that's exactly the same if they did that scene where they just looked at each other in the correct order you'd know what's going on so you're saying this movie is a good doesn't silent wink movie. at itself even though there's a scene where Arnie walks out and he goes hey what's his problem he goes he wants to be president 
Yeah, that's the like Come one on. thing. But and that's that's like a real like it's not even like a callback to like I'm gonna do your catchphrase like the Bruce Willis. Oh I'll yeah, be, no, was... no, I'll be back. Yeah, that's okay. That's my. So here's the thing about the second one. The second one is both better and worse. All, all the stuff that's worse is like them doing the catchphrases and anything with Chuck Norris. And especially when Chuck Norris comes in and they play the fucking theme from Good, Bad and the Ugly yeah. and I could have punched a hole for my television. He does not deserve that music. But it's also, <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a more fun movie to watch. The action is better shot and better choreographed. Disagree. And like... The, <laughs> we're, we're, less cute, we're less cute than you guys. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the editing of the action in the first movie is unforgivable. It's choppy. Yeah, but you can you know what's going on. You mm. absolutely do. You not. absolutely do. Like that, that that movie has stunts choreographed by Chad Stahelski, who went on to like direct for John Wick movies, and you cannot tell a single thing is going on in those fight scenes. The second one is directed by a competent director, Simon West, <laughs> who who made Con Air, which is a fun piece of garbage, and Lara <laughs> Croft Tomb Raider, which is not a fun piece of garbage. Yeah. The first one, if, genuinely, if you took the words out. And you watch it, you could release that in a film festival and then Finn would love it. Oh, then <laughs> Finn would bloody love it. Oh, yeah, you throw that in with, like, the composer who did Arrival. Like, well, you can't you because can. Johan Johansson okay, has sadly passed, passed away. I wasn't expecting anyone to call me on the, like, R.I.P. of... Look, Arrival's one of my favourite movies. He's one of my favourite film composers. You can't, like, I'm going to know is, that. This is how well it was directed, where it was it was a picture book. That's all it was. It was like when I went and saw Avatar when yeah. I was living in Paris. And yeah. I was like, let's go see the version original, which is the English version. And so, so you, you go there and then you go and then you watch and half the movie is taking place on the planet where they don't speak English and all of the subtitles are in French. And so oh. you don't understand half of the movie's words, but you still understand the movie. I didn't miss a single beat of Avatar for not knowing what the Navi were saying. And like, I wouldn't have missed a single beat of the Expendables one if they took out all of the vocal performance except Mickey Rourke's monologue. If that was the only bit, holy shit, how good would that be? <laughs> if it was just silence and action and then Mickey Rourke delivering far too good of a performance. I would say the major problem of the first movie is that they hung the hat of the plus on a chemistry between Sly and Statham that just wasn't there. Oh, it was... Yeah. I loved it. It's like watching a tree... And a brick interact. <laughs> and I'm not going to say which one's the tree and which one's the brick. We all know who it is. But every scene just felt like somebody like with a piece of wood hitting it against the brick. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, and you're just like, what's happening? Like one of them has to yield. I'll be like, Jason Statham is the most conscientious and dedicated caregiver you have ever seen. <laughs> like to pretend to be friends with an old man for that long and to follow him a and hyper, make sure he takes his meds. A that is muscular old man. Yeah. He's so impressive. vascular. Very vascular. He's like Kamel Nongioni. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of drugs. Yeah. In, so yeah. uh, one of my favourite scenes is when when Statham goes to confront his ex-girlfriend's Abusive. new boyfriend. Played yes. by... The, girl, the girlfriend played by Charisma Carpenter from Buffy. From yeah. Buffy, from episode three of is Buffy. She in, is she, does she reprise the role in the second yes. one? Yeah, she's right at the beginning when we're all in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's getting a drink and Statham and Sloane are just talking about what a whore she is the whole time. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's really unpleasant. It is mm. so, she's Sly's not, super she, jealous. Sly's super jealous of her. Statham mm -hmm. just disappears for a month. To go and murder people. You've got to remember that like Sly's whole motivation from the first movie is the fact that he meets a lady who looks a bit like a tattoo picture. And so when he meets someone else who's like a tangible tattoo picture like Charisma Carpenter, he like goes insane with jealousy. Yeah, that's true. Also, that first lady has what Sly loves more than anything in the world. A skull. <laughs> <laughs> What he he looks must for in a lady. have everything with skulls. 
It's like, I see a skull inside her head. The thinner the skin, the better. That's horrible. That is why I never got swiped right on Tinder. That's why they keep putting all of these beautiful young women in front of him, and he's like, nah, too much flesh. Please continue about the Jason Statham confrontation scene. I love when he... So he rides his little motorcycle Mm -hmm, down, mm -hmm. which clearly they all have a motorcycle for their character. And his is Kawasaki. And he pulls up, and it's pretty badass. You can be like... (laughs) But then he pulls up to the basketball court... And he kind of just pulls up to them still on his bike. Uh-huh. There yeah. is no high status way of riding one of those like sport motorcycles mm-hmm. at one mile an hour. Because he's just like... Well, maybe that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to like play low status so that they underestimate him. Yeah. No, because he's, he's you so look smart. at him, he gets off that thing and he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this was written for him to pull up on a chopper. Yeah, but <laughs> the only like, lower status than that bike is a group of... Ex high school athlete white dude still trying to play pickup basketball <laughs> in a suburb. Hey, I put my t-shirt on and then I put a vest over top of the yeah. t-shirt. How I many headbands you got on? Not enough. Get <laughs> Squeeze. It keeps my skull safe. That, that, that fight scene feels like it's a it's just pulled from a clutch movie though. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels way out of place. I thought that his whole character had another movie that he was acting in. He did. And then he just kind of popped in on ours. Mm. All of his fight scenes, I felt like they were choreographed by someone else. Yeah. They it, had a different vibe. Who choreographed his scenes, Finn? I think they were all Chad Stahelski, but he maybe tried harder with Jason Statham. It feels like he did, though. Like, yeah. Because well, Jason Statham's a better fighter than, than fucking some of his owners. Yeah. I think you're trying to say he's a Jet better Lee. diver. Mm. But, but Jit Lee's stuff was also choreographed by someone else. Yeah. That's the thing, is like, and I, I appreciate like it seemed to honor the specific styles of each of the actors in terms of the fight scenes, but that just made it feel more discordant. Yeah. So it's like now that we've actually like started talking about the characters, can we talk about their names? Because oh, yeah, I, yeah. I love. Yeah, I didn't know their names so, until the credits came. I out. love. I love their names <laughs> so I, much. I will. I'm with Brendan. I got through both movies still not knowing what Barney's name. Oh was. yeah. No, I had to look it the, up. The only reason I know their names is because yeah, it's because I looked it up. I, I, I want to spend a lot of time on Tollbooth. I'm just putting that oh, out there right Toll now. See, I, I even forgot his name yep. was Tollbooth. I thought it was Toll Road. <laughs> no, that's Toll Road. It's Toll Road. In, it's the Toll first, Road? in the first movie, definitely, it's Toll Road. Yo, no, 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 it, yeah, it's, it's it's, it is Toll Road. The first movie, it's Toll Road. <laughs> Toll booth. But then his <laughs> character's journey reaches a certain point, and then it becomes Toll Booth. Waiting for him stationary. He's yeah, yeah. Down. <laughs> he, he's no longer on a journey. Yeah. But, okay, so. <laughs> in the third movie, Gunner's name is Reloader. It's incredible. <laughs> Finn, rank rank your character names. Go on, do it. Your okay. favorite character names. So, so the, the best name of the series is obviously uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's name. Villain. And the second, yeah. his name is Villaine because yes. he's the villain. Yes, amazing. Right. Next, we have um, uh, Stott Adkins' name, who plays um, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's protege. Protege. Did he have a name? Uh, his name is Hector, which is great because he's like Eastern European, and there <laughs> there's like there's no reason there's no reason a guy with a Russian accent should be called Hector. That's yeah. insane. Uh, next, we have Jet Li, whose character's name is. Yin Yang, Yin-yang. because Yin-yang's this movie was written by racists. Then, then we have um, uh, then we have Stone Cold Steve Austin, whose uh, whose name is Payne, P A I N E, named after American founding father Thomas Payne, I guess. Mm-hmm. And also because he inflicts pain on people. Oh, he brings it. He yeah. he brings the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were hoping for us. Whereas off. Hector just annoys people <laughs> with his weird mustache. Jason Statham is called Lee Christmas. That's yeah, fine. Beautiful. That's fine. That, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's, How that's kind of an okay name. Unbelievable. It feels like, Look, he, like they, they hammered in the Christmas comes early joke in the second so one. So many times. Yeah. Christmas uh, comes late. Sylvester, this time. Sylvester Stallone. His name is Barney Ross. Which, like, there is no way that someone who looks like that is called Barney Ross. No. 
And they'd never call him Barney the Dinosaur Ross. Any of the other characters would make more sense as Barney Ross. Call Terry Crews Barney Ross. Call Randy Couture. Never call Terry Crews anything other than his character name. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. Which is pretty good. (laughs) How is that not number two with a bullet? Oh, that's a good name. Yeah. Hail Caesar. I I think that's kind of too good a name to be on my list because my list is pretty ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Also, how is that a name? Like, do you have to say the whole name every time? Yeah, A-J-L-E. Like Hale. Tony Hale from Arrested yeah. Development. It could have been yeah. Hal. Hal Caesar. <laughs> and that's all of them. Well, Chris McCarthy's nickname was... was uh, well, name was Lace. Yep. No, it was Lacey. Was it Lacey? Yeah, yeah. it's Lacey. Shortened to Lace. Uh, yeah, they did, that's the thing is they had these names, but they threw them away real fast because they had mm. other nicknames. Except, like, they don't throw them away enough. Because in in the first movie, when like when um, uh, when Barney and Lee are going to the island for the first time, and they're going through passport control, they show their passports, oh, yeah. and they are both using their actual passports. Yeah, it's like yeah. it says it says Lee Barney Ross, and it says Lee Christmas, mm-hmm. and like why are these like super secret mercenaries? How how do they it's not know about? It's illegal to falsify <laughs> identification. Yeah. At no point You're did not they am- allowed to film. <laughs> When did you think they were super secret? They The movie starts with them riding motorcycles in a flying V into a warehouse. Nothing is secret about these guys. They are the all movie, above board. The second movie opens with them driving armored cars that someone has stenciled witty, <laughs> witty statements onto. Nothing is subvert about these people. I really hope subvert. that that passport scene was... was I'd lived. I just hope that that was them improving hey, because hey, you nervous? You look nervous. You nervous? I'm not. I'm not nervous. If if anybody wrote that, they should feel bad. <laughs> they should feel real bad because it was horrible. It's it's not a good. I scene. genuinely thought Mickey Rourke was improvising. Oh, the spider web on the tassel yeah. head thing. I thought he improvised that- a lot. And he was too good for that uh, whole universe. Uh, I was pretty sure he improvised his knife throwing. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, that looks like fun. I can do that. I was going to throw some CGI knives now. You guys can get it in later. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, he threw yeah, real yeah. knives. He's just that mental. And you know, he, yeah, he would have brought them from home too. Yeah. They would have been like, oh, we have prop knives. He's like, no, you'll work it out. He's like, oh, am I on a film set? Hmm. <laughs> Didn't even realize. Since we're bouncing around, he may as well hit like the Arnie points since this is why most people listen to this. Yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> The word, like, he wasn't good. This, he wasn't this, used well. The church scene where we meet Church, which is Bruce Willis, the CIA. Also man. a good name. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what was it. Arnie's name? Trench. Trench. Did Eric Roberts have a name other than Eric Roberts? I can't remember. I think he just but played I, Eric Roberts. Yeah, but I, I, I like that he was. You know, I like that he was getting work. You know, that's nice for Eric Roberts. Who is Eric Roberts? He's the main bad guy. He's, in the first. Yeah, one. he's the CIA bad guy in the first oh. one. Julian Roberts' older brother. What? Yeah, I thought I he was the villain from Jim and the Holograms. Yeah, probably. He's the villain in a no, lot of movies. Um, no, uh, no, the TV show. And no, TV that's shows. an animated character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. No, he, he, he's. He, he didn't get. Wished into a real no. boy. He he's the gangster in the dark in the dark night. And he was the manager for the misfits. No. So I I want to jump back to narrative just a little bit. Oh yeah. So one of the most ambiguous things between the these two movies is the income that these guys are making. Mm. Yeah. It seems like not enough. Oh totally. But also a lot. Right, Jetly. The first one seems like a lot, right? Yeah, Jetly's whole But then also Gunner sells out like his best friends for a hundred grand. Yep. Yeah. Well like, like, he was more enough. he's more emotional than everybody the else. Whole he's not about the money. Five million dollars. Like, yeah. Just, there's five people in the group, they're making a million dollars each. And he's gonna sell them out for a hundred grand? Yeah, but that's why Gunner and Yin Yang are at odds. That's the only reason is they disagree about money. 
They both want more. No, Gunner doesn't need the money, but he needs it for his drugs. Loves the money. Is he on drugs? Is that a yeah? The first movie, it is yeah. heavily implied. Yeah, Vive says something You're about him using like u- using crank. Oh. From the movie. Yeah, like from a movie crank. <laughs> from the movie crank. <laughs> oh, is that established? Yeah. I yeah. Have, that must have passed yeah. me by. I mean, not well. No, it, it's like Sid and in like one piece of very mumbly dialogue. I would have appreciated to see him like shoes up once. Just, well, you don't, just you so don't, I can be like, oh, he's having a You don't time. shoot up crank. What you, oh, God. Uh, this guy, it's like he's never done crank before. I've, uh, I mean, I did crank one and two, but I, I, mean, I, I, more? I only saw the first one. Oh, Crank 2 is better. Yeah, it would have Crank to be. Crank 2 is better, like Expendables 2 is better. Oh. It's not. No, it will be for you. It actually is. <laughs> crank, yeah, Crank 2 is definitely better. It's just it's just stupid, which is fun. Uh, so the- I thought Lundgren was solid throughout the movie. Dolph well, Lundgren was great. He was great. Like he was, yeah. I like how he became smart in the second one. Yeah, like, like, he doesn't he's have got a degree in chemical engineering now. Yeah. yeah. Was that a recovery between the Crank and- no, no, so he, he in the sequel, it's established that he used to be, like, he, he was a graduate student in chemical engineering, and then he dropped out of school to become a bouncer, and then ended up becoming a mercenary. That's yeah. his actual thing, except an actor. Yeah. yeah. I loved his fight scene with Jet Li. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, was cool. I, I just yeah. wish I could tell what was going on in it. Yeah. I really liked Stone Cold's 50 minutes of fame in there, too. He was great. Jury, okay, because he hit a woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, his character did. His character, character yeah, because yeah. that's kind of his first that mainstream was, thought, movie, and you're like, oh, is this what you're going to pigeonhole like, yourself in as? Uh, but what a great villain moment. Like villain a, moment, but I was surprised that anybody would have said yes to that. He was such a great sub, like, like, uh, sub, like, boss, yeah. sub boss. Yeah, he did the, the, he, like, as, a, as a wrestling fan, it was quite fun to watch. They didn't incorporate any of his wrestling moves. Is Tall Booth a wrestler? He's a UFC guy. Oh, was he a UFC yeah, guy? Yeah, Randy Is that what he was? Right. I okay. mean, he was. I got in trouble for this because I said that he was a wrestler. He was an Olympic wrestler. And he was an Olympic wrestler. He was like an actual right. re- and in UFC. He wasn't a sports he used entertainer. Wrestle, yeah. mm-hmm. But he was not a wrestler, wrestler. Yeah, a sports okay. entertainer. Okay. Uh, I, he, he got a fucking monologue in, in Expendables 1. Mm hmm. And then he got nothing he in Expendables 2. He was. He my, I watched it with my brother and he was like, is that guy still in the movie? <laughs> and as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, fuck. There are just. There are like. 30 minute spots where he's not even in the background yeah mm-hmm. and saying that I'm just thinking because I watched Spindles 2 half an hour ago when Jet Li parachutes out of the plane mm-hmm. and Does out of the movie he come back no no, no he's gone he's Viv- gone yeah, yeah Viv- like scheduling conflicts and mm-hmm. so he just parachutes out of the entire <laughs> movie Jet Li the Amazing. actor never left Hong Kong Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, 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 oh. all, like all of it, like interior of the plane was like it's like what's well, mostly on like one shots and stuff. Yeah. It's like it's just him and just a, him and the Chinese and billionaire. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. Wait, uh, I did not notice him not coming back until this moment. <laughs> right, and they did it well. They were like because they even say it. They're like you coming back, and he's like maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need to talk about Arnie. Uh, all right, right. we're, we're going to talk about that, and we didn't. Sorry about that. Arnie comes in with very spiky hair and very wide pants. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what I look for in an Arnie yeah. movie. How Just, spiky is the hair and how wide are those pants? I mean, that's basically that, the intro to Kindergarten Cop. It's like, <laughs> he did the, he basically created the opposite of Conan. <laughs> yeah, he did. Beautiful flowing hair, no pants. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, give me the spikiest hair. <laughs> He's got range. The pants. Sorry, He's got sorry, sharp as range. Before you talk about Conan O'Brien for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Conan O'Brien not wear pants? And so, for, the, for the hair thing, I, as I was watching it, my wife was sitting next to me on her laptop looking at Pinterest uh, pictures of hair and makeup because we live in a cliche. 
And the only time she looked up was to look up and go, wow, Arnie's hair is weird. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The it's, only thing she so commented weird. on the whole movie. It's, it's weird in both movies. Why did they mm-hmm. backlight him so much to show how thin it was? I don't know what it, I don't I don't know what they're going for. Whether it was like oh. I know they had to backlight because of the green screen, which he was oh constantly oh, yeah. in front of. But man, yeah, they just thought Bart Simpson was the model to base him off of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Oh, I will say one. So they had the church scene, which you were like, "Oh, these three were never in a room together." Yeah. And then in the second movie, they had them standing in the exact same setup mm-hmm. uh, with the similar lighting, and I was like, "Really." And then a car pulls in, Bruce Willis gets out of the car, walks up, joins them, and I was like, no, they're actually there. I had the exact same thing with the plane scene with Sly and Church, Sly yeah. and Bruce Willis, where it's just over the shoulder shots, backwards and forwards, and I was watching, I was like, oh, they're not in the same place. And then Bruce fucking walks past them. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they were together? The whole time. Why didn't they interact? Why did they not <laughs> join together? Fucking weird. But yeah, what a waste of the very first time to have Arnie, Sly, and Bruce in the same scene, mm. where they have a mediocre conversation with mm. a few references. I um, love that. They, they do mention to fit in one homophobic joke, so yeah. that's fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. Are you guys going to suck each other's dicks? It was very homoerotic, the whole thing. Especially, oh, and I'm sorry I'm jumping around, but with Sly and Villain. Uh, when they Villain. face off, sorry, Villain, and they just start very different doing their pants, <laughs> taking belts off, and you're like, oh, this is actually going to go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No um, more subtext. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the lighting annoying. in that room was beautiful. <laughs> Let's make like, this more dramatic. Bang bang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did the same level of romance in the first movie. Daddy generic dictator. dictator. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. He had the candle room. Yeah. He's at the top room. of his. Where he's like doing paintings and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he's like painting, and then he does like, oh, I'm so emotional. He was such a weird, flawed character. And not like he had an interesting character flaw. He was just a bad I character. I loved how two-dimensional he was. <laughs> like cartoon. The, the dictator. Yeah. yeah. He was so conflicted. He turned good by the end. Did no, he? He was really? already convict- conflicted when they introduced him. He was conflicted him. the whole time. Yeah. He, he underwent no journey. He was just like, hey, that's too far. And then they were like, what if we go further? And he's like, that's also too far. <laughs> and then they were like, what if we go further? And he's like, still too far. Yeah, and you could tell all that if they removed all of the dialogue and just showed the shots. And he didn't follow it. And he it had great. a lot of longing shots where mm. he's like standing in his little bell tower looking out over I thought his... he was going to catch Dexter by the end. Yeah. I really did. He lived on a house built of bricks of cocaine. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. Based on his basement, it was just cocaine everywhere. And that was his daughter? Yeah. And they were torturing her. The whole time. And he he came into his daughter being tortured. And he's like, I'm not into this. Oh, yeah. That really (laughs) put the movie's date, like, out there. Like, it's a pretty time. Like, you can't tell when this was made, except for those little. But when they have a heavy duty three minute waterboarding scene. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This is prime 2010. I did have a question about, as a non action fan. Mm -hmm. So it's Arnie, it's Sly, it's Willis. In mm. the church, mm-hmm. and that's iconic. Does Bruce Willis belong there? Is that D- a big deal? Hard. That's it, right? Like, no, he did. Is he? Is he that? He, is he like, in that level of pantheon in the action movie? He came in at the when uh, he came in at the apex, just as the big muscular guy was dying off. Mm. So the reason why Die Hard partially is as popular as it is is because he became the everyman hero. The idea of John McClane being the hero that we could all be, rather than being this fetishized, hyper muscled overgunned hero um he kind of represented what the 90s archetype was and he kind of informed what later became neo and those kind of characters okay so he's top level action star uh yes yes but of, of a different era. he's like of right in that transition yeah period which is why it's so fun and also a fun nod where like they're like oh you're too chicken to come and be out here mm-hmm. doing the real stuff and it's like 
No, he just doesn't need to. So if yeah. Keanu walked in as well, that's like that's three generations of oh yeah, yeah. top yeah. level guy. That'd have been quite nice actually. Mm-hmm. And then Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Ugh, yeah. Well, yeah, oh, would, yeah. would Keanu Overrated. still be here? Still be there today? Oh, Keanu's is Keanu still, still number one? Oh, Keanu is, yeah. this, is there as much as like, he's top level guy. For, I mean, basically, John Wick is like an inverted yeah. Expendables. It's like, what if we took someone who was not a major action star? Because he, he really he only had a couple. Like, Speed well, he, is well, Harrison Ford action, as well. action movie. Mm. Harrison Ford, I believe, is he in the he's in the third he, Expendables? Yeah, he Spoilers. He replaces uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis because Does he? Bruce Willis didn't want to be in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Why would you want to be? You're just, it's such a weird token. Yeah. Like, at least Arnie got to do some cool stuff. He didn't get to shoot a gun in the first one, but he got to shoot heaps of guns in the second one. So he's like, that's all I wanted. Hey, if you break that gun, you'll be terminated. In your dreams. <laughs> now give me the big gun that for some reason I'll be holding at the end of the movie. Uh, I, I respect Bruce Willis a bit more now. Not that I didn't respect him, but I didn't realize he was a top-level, all-time I mean, Mount Rushmore action hero. Like, there's the last Boy Scouts you can arguably call Fifth Element and a few yeah. of his other Hudson ones. Hawk? Hudson Hawk. <laughs> do, I do have something I want to talk about. We talked a little bit about money earlier. The second movie really pushed this idea that these were not mercenaries, that this was a company. Mm-hmm. So remember oh, Billy yeah. the Kid? Billy the Kid's like, hey, this is going to be my last job, but I will finish out the month. Yeah, yeah. thanks for hiring me. You don't finish out the month as a mercenary. Well, I, I think it's just like, hey, if we do any more stuff in the next month, I'll come along. But after that, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, like, yeah. No. Like that mission wasn't there, was it? Uh, had, it been, had it been established yet? No. no, no and also, none of them got in the first movie. He's like, I'm doing this mission. You guys won't come along. Look, it's high risk. And they were like, we're in. You don't you know, like I'll, we'll, we'll die for you. Just yeah. don't ask to do it twice. Oh, thanks, Terry Crews. Hail Caesar. Uh, but the problem is the second one, they all just go and do the suicide mission. So do you think they're all on retainer? Yes, they're all on <laughs> yeah. salary. Okay. I, I think they work on commission. No wonder Jet Li was so worried about money. They're all yeah. making like 25 grand a year. They, they made a million dollars each in the first No, movie. no, that's just how much Sly got, all right? You're forgetting capitalism. I reckon their health insurance is solid, though. Yeah, and they probably like, got like stock options and the yeah, like, I, I, I don't, options. like, I don't, I don't think that's like <laughs> good how holidays. good their health insurance is. It's not good enough for what they do. Mm. Maybe they'll get like stock in that tattoo shop. In tools? I feel, yeah. And I feel like for mercenary or like freedom fighters or whatever these guys are. Yeah, they're they're definitely not freedom like, fighters. <laughs> if you put it through a certain lens. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just doing this for our country. Peacekeepers, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. The country Peace- of money. Yeah. Yeah. There are a bunch of guys who get paid by American special interest groups to go and murder brown people. Yeah, peacekeepers. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> what the first two movies were. <laughs> Uh, I feel like if you're one of these people, or it's the same as being a police detective, you never do a last job. Yeah, you always only do the job if you think there's going to be more jobs. Like that, never that, go like this is my last one. Like that, 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 that scene with with Stallone talking to whichever Hemsworth brother that Liam. was. Liam, okay. unbelievable. Uh, was, was was the most like obvious like this character's this character's gonna die soon. So that was char- guys. This character's gonna die soon, and you won't care unless we tell you he's so got a girlfriend. This will this oh, will wait, wait, and a dead dog. And a dead dog. But that, that comes later. slightly surprising he died. This is going to break it Absolutely was not. This is going to break your heart, Brendan. But Billy the Kid, that whole character arc and him dying was written for Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then he flaked out and they were like, fuck, we need to build a, um, a plot device. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't want to kill Randy Couture or Jet Li, who was not going to be in the movie anyway. That's true, actually. Kill no, Jet because Li. you want to bring Jet Li back. Did yeah, he come back for the true. third one? I'll spoil that for me. Sure. And also, if Jet Li is just going to be in Hong Kong the whole time, you can't shoot the beautiful mountains of Albania in Hong Kong. Mm. 
I mean, you could. I mean, like, almost definitely you could. But, like, the, the entire movie is green screened anyway. But, yeah. like. I appreciate the almost, like, passing of the torch to Liam Hemsworth. Almost. To be like, you're, you're, you're going to be the next Here's the torch. No. 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 You're dead. Why Nobody... was he chosen for that? Yeah. I don't... Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Sly just took a liking to him at some point. He's probably messing out like a Hollywood party and he's like, oh, you're going out with yeah. Riley? Could have been like the, <laughs> studio, the, the studio. That's way better than my impressions of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> why, 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 is, why is Sly so invested in who's going out with Miley? Oh, he was devastated when they divorced. He's also very... Thin skin, yeah. <laughs> skull. He just spends all his days watching like old Disney shows. Yeah, oh, what a creep. Also, one of the things which I was reaching really hard for. This is not a. This is not a reference, is it? Where Bruce Willis gives Sylvester Stallone the babysitting job, and he's like, "I'm not a babysitter." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, are they? Is that line in there a reference to when Bruce Willis was a baby?" No, yeah, it, it's a reference talking. to the Vin oh. Diesel movie, The Pacifier. Yeah, wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger a kindergarten? Uh, cop? He, he was a kindergarten, he was a kindergarten cop. cop. A lot of, lot of, a uh, lot could be no, as a, so much of a reference. It's a reference to ten different things. Mm, you the nailed babysitter. it. Nailed it. Can we talk about the lucky ring? Mm. Yeah. What was that about? It wasn't about anything. What do you mean? It was just What's like, it about? Like it, it's, it's totally not set up at all. And then at the end of the movie, he wears the ring, and I'm like, oh, it's the lucky ring. And it, it, it just, it just means nothing, and it does what nothing. It means what it means. It's a lucky it's a ring. Lucky ring. Puts, do you not have a lucky ring? Do you not believe in vision boards? I don't know. If it, I don't know if this is the right place to get into my opinions about vision boards. It absolutely. <laughs> what else is this podcast for? You make your own luck, as somebody once said. Me just now. There you go. Okay. There you go. You make your luck yourself. That's the thing is, if you introduce nobody said you make your lucky self. If you if you introduce <laughs> that is not what the saying is. If you introduce the concept of a lucky ring, then the idea is to prop it up, prop it up twice, and then subvert it the third time, where like the lucky ring breaks, but he doesn't need it anymore. That's the whole point of those kind of like. What do you think Expendables Four is going to be about? <laughs> Specifically. Uh, Expendables 4, uh, End of the Ring. Ooh. Is, isn't Jackie, the ring? Isn't Jackie the ring. Chan going to be in Expendables 4? Apparently. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, when it was announced in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was announced in 2014, but then, oh, but then Stallone wasn't going to be in it. And then in 2018, he said, okay, I'm going to be in it. Oh, no, the, the, anyway. I thought the Lucky Ring was a fun like yeah. way to sell and rings. He put, he put it on halfway through. <laughs> And mm. uh, an action sequence. Oh, speaking Which of was the, quite um, nice. product placements, the Budweiser one in the in the fir- at the end of the first movie was a fun Budweiser moment. Oh yeah, and then the very specifically not Budweiser yes. in yeah. the second one, ah. where they're all drinking beers and then they're like, "Hey, here, here's to Billy the Kid and us not securing beer sponsorship." Everyone turned the label away. Turn the label away. <laughs> nice. Well, what, what, did, what did he say when he was a priest? Knife yeah, but, uh, oh, I'm not pronouncing man a knife. I'll bet that's what he said. I I forgot. I was trying to. I spent like all of this morning trying to remember what he said, and I just kept on thinking he was doing like 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 Alan Swartzak and like Mister like Mister Freeze puns. I thought, like I I legitimately thought he said knife to meet you. Knife to meet you. <laughs> there was also rest in pieces. Oh, rest in pieces <laughs> oh, is yeah. very good. Ugh. There's one more of them. Here's ten seconds of shots. <laughs> oh, oh, Gunner had a great one-liner towards the end of the second movie where he. Uh, said goodbye and kicked the guy off of a rail. Yeah. I was like, what? why did he need to say anything? <laughs> they gave Dolph Lundgren so little to do in these movies. Goodbye. Like, like he, he's like got this the one- is off the rails or like <laughs> yeah, I'm head over heels for you. Like yeah, he, this- he's got the one moment in the second one where he's like, oh, I know a way out of this problem and he, yeah, ma- yeah. he makes a bomb and then it just doesn't work. That's pretty yeah, funny. Heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. They gave him a redemption because, moment and like, nah. Because Jet Li wasn't there to do the laughs. So like, I give it uh, to Dolph. Uh, I, to be honest, I thought Jet Li's chemistry with anybody else was better than anybody's with anybody. Yeah. For some reason, Jet Li could vibe with Sly in a way that was like I I could watch yeah. a remake of Rush Hour. I would watch a, a Rush Hour remake with Jet Li and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, 
Wow. He's the only one that can bring a performance out of sight. But Psy. same script too, so it's kind of real. <laughs> a, a lot of the, a lot of the yeah. Chris Tucker stuff is... And Jet Li is the Chris Tucker character. <laughs> That's the weird part. Sylvester Stallone comes. Jet Li's Jet. like, do you speak English? Do you speak English? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in halfway. Uh, Chuck Norris, did we talk about Chuck Norris? Yeah, let's, uh, talk about, let's talk about that guy. You know, I, I appreciate they treated him as the mythos that he existed in as that time, which I thought was cool. Yeah, remember uh, Chuck Norris jokes? Yeah. yeah. They were huge I, for I, about huge. three months. That, that was maybe my least favorite scene in, in Expendables 2. When Chuck Norris comes in and they, they talk about how great Chuck Norris is for a while, and then Chuck Norris does, like, he references the Chuck Norris meme. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's the water building yeah. of the second movie. Yeah. Where you're yeah. like, oh, this is the time and place this takes place. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, yep, that's a Chuck Norris yeah. joke. Nice. Uh, Stallone's like, who do who got bit by rattlesnake once? Who bit by rattlesnake? That's why Stallone. That is how he sounds. Yeah. Oh. Should everyone do their their sly impersonation? I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> I heard you got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite so far. <laughs> Hey, you bit by a rattlesnake? That's not bad. <laughs> oh, that's, not bad. that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you found it. Yeah. And, and then, of course, Chuck Norris responds with, "Yeah, yeah." yeah after five, five days of of horrible agony, the rattlesnake died. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah." Oh. <laughs> what a good Chuck Norris joke. And then everyone in the theater stood up and applauded. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And then I looked around, and everyone was Chuck Norris. It was quite intense. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah. it was an entire theater filled with Chuck H- Norris. Hearing that joke was that almost is- as funny as the time that that guy in work who isn't very funny but thinks he has sent it to me in an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I think the main reason I didn't like that scene is because it just reminded me of what I thought was funny when I was like. What, 12 years old no. when, Yeah let's not pretend mm. Chuck Norris jokes Weren't funny Yeah mm. they were good They were like It could have been any, It wasn't about Chuck Norris I no, was like no. My issue with it Is that his character Seemed slightly like A murderous psychopath oh, Like yeah. all of them <laughs> yeah. Are psycho Like all yeah. of them Are, are yeah. murdering machines yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Like that's what they do yeah. But he was the one who I think because he was playing The internet version Of Chuck Norris He had like this he was meant to have a smile that's like, I can do anything, but it ended up being a smirk like, I blew him up. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Chuck he's Norris the, blew you up. He's the guy that doesn't have a team and says it's because he doesn't want a team, but it's because a team does not want him. Oh, they don't want yeah. No, it's because he's essentially the god of death on earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just wanders, just slaughters from people, and everyone kind How of thinks How did he fast. take that tank out? With a, with with, a, with a rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Where was his rocket launcher? In his oh. dick. Well, no, look. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a was one fly. Is that the level that we're at now? Look. In his dick. <laughs> he, he was just waiting on this rooftop with a rocket launcher. He blew mm. it up, and he was like, okay, this is useless to me now and threw it away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also continuity wise with him when they're in the airport at the end and they're uh, getting run on and then uh, one of the guys gets shot and they look behind them and Chuck Norris yeah. is there but like thumbs up and then the next shot when they you can see behind Sly yeah there's just a bunch Arnie. of bad guys there's up there there's a bunch there. of bad people getting shot you're like did Chuck Norris just get shot up there I didn't see that that airport scene was very like I love, I love very video game of, yeah. of Chuck Norris giving the thumbs up and then he turns around and you see like the back of his jacket is just made of ears yeah this is why you fly solo if you read the, the, um, if you read the, the Wikipedia page for Expendables 2 it talks about how, how they created the airport 6 they're shot in three different locations and it's all about how like mm. they, they, use, they use digital effects to make it all look like one seamless location wow. no. and they, they use the word seamless in the Wikipedia <laughs> It was home to the only good thing about Expendables 2. And what, what was that? Wait, guess what moment was the best moment? Come on. The Chuck com- Norris shooting a guy while he is in the X-Ring machine. 
Yes, oh, that was, oh, that was oh, pretty that was the fun. Greatest thing in the uh, world. Uh, what, what I liked, what I liked more than that was. Uh, was was Bruce Willis in the tiny smart car I mean Arnie Mm, gets in the tiny smart car and they're driving around with no doors on it just each firing a massive machine gun out of the tiny smart car then they run out of bullets they throw their guns away and they both like lean down and pick up another assault rifle off the ground while still driving that's so good that was weird though because it's such a hyper masculine moment that's in the most <laughs> feminine made. tiny car yeah that's, that's, that's fun it's a it's good stuff <laughs> like that that that's what that's what simon west brings to a movie mm, i thought that car was a very masculine chode of a car <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing about that whole airport scene is <laughs> moving on everyone's insane disregard for the civilians that were there at the yeah, beginning. they kicked the doors open <laughs> and there's they still people away. running away yeah. They got to they're just like firing from like behind like clouded behind, glass, behind clouded just glass. into a crowd yes. of civilians. I hey, assume do, everyone do you, will be fine. Do you think, do you think <laughs> that this is all clear? Yeah, it'll be clear. Do you reckon they were the same actors that played the miners? Oh, they got re- they were all lived all and died. Just the same, like, yeah, <laughs> like twenty times in this movie. Did you guys hear the fun facts about the mine? So they were shooting in like an actual like historic Albanian cave or well, Bulgarian, I think, yeah. and. Uh, uh, Be specific. You need, that, you need that realism. Which there, one there, is it? There were a lot of um, uh, there were a lot of endangered bats living in this cave. Oh god! And after the after the filming, they were uh, very endangered. Yes, <laughs> the, the, the the number of bats living in this cave dropped from forty thousand to eight thousand. That is so disappointing. There was a lot of I'll tell you what, a the, lot of bullets flying around. The hardest yeah. the hardest thing to green screen is is a, is a, is a big cave. Yeah, I mean, but, but they did have to create a digital cave because after like other environmental concerns, they weren't allowed to film explosions in the cave. Well, because right, rightfully so. Everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and so so they had to create a digital cave to to shoot the digital explosions. In. Oh, that's I'll so be, disappointing. Uh, before we get to the very last fight, can we talk about the second to last Dude. fight? It was Jason Statham and Scott Adkins? Yeah, that was fighting. solid. That, that's that's a really good fight. It's the only time mm-hmm. you get to see Scott Adkins actually fight. He's so much better than everyone else in these movies. Who? No, that's wrong. There's also so, one other great good. Scott Adkins moment in, in the second movie is when when they kill Billy, where like Jean Claude Van Damme gives Scott a giant knife to hold, yeah. and then it, like, he holds it at Billy's chest, and then Jean Claude Van Damme jumps up roundhouse. and yeah, roundhouse yes. kicks the knife into the guy's chest, and. I got so much, I got so much joy out of that moment. Yeah, such a cool it was movie. It's my favorite thing in the movie. That, that that's why you put Jean Claude Van Damme in a movie. Give him more of that to do. Yeah, no, he can play Psycho really well because his yeah. face is weird. <laughs> yes. It's also good that they took a moment to call out Stallone's obsession with skulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like symbols? Yeah, I like symbols too. This one, yeah, definitely a cat anus. <laughs> oh no, no, it's a goat. It's the <laughs> it's, it's, it's a Satan goat. Satan goat. I was like, mm, kind of looks like Cthulhu anus. <laughs> There was one really jarring moment at the end, which is when Stallone comes out of the door and she's like, oh, he survived. And he's like, do you know how to carve a turkey? What the yeah. F- oh, what that, that was brutal. Wait, you, what yeah. did it mean, Brendan? It means that she had to go in there yeah. and cut Jean-Claude Van Damme's head off of his body. Yeah. yeah. And then put it in a burlap sack. Yep. Where, where did they get that burlap sack from? This, this was a modern airport. Why is there a burlap what? sack just waiting around this airport? That's your biggest problem with yes. the scene. 100%. Where did the sack come from? Where? I'll tell you where it came from, Finn. It came from that small, flimsy metal shelf he was hiding behind, which Why? apparently could stop bullets. Why did she have to cut the head off? Because she's got to, I don't know, learn to be a man or something? No, because they glamorized her use of torture early Oh, the yeah, they did. So ah. she was like, oh, I have all of these tools for cutting and hurting so he was like hey you remember when you were you know a nightmare and we were glamorizing that could we also glamorize you cutting this head off yeah you get through a brainstem and she was like yep 
Yeah, also, I, I I had no idea what that meant until they held up the bag. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. I was like, what? why? It felt <laughs> just, like a one-liner. Yeah. yeah, but it, it, it should have been, been he holds up the bag and he goes, turns out she knows how to carve a turkey. And then he drops the thing. I, and thought, they like, would, I thought they were trying to do like a Christmas pun again. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's Thanksgiving. Or like, and then it's just the wrong Statham's holiday. Head. Oh, shit, what did we do? <laughs> wrong guy, wrong well, guy. carved up Christmas. And, and the, the, that bag looked super gooey. Oh, the bag. Yeah, the, the bottom of it was very textured. Yeah. yeah. Uh, In like that, super gross. It's that way where the movie goes from like practical effects to digital effects way too... Aggressively, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this shouldn't feel visceral. Yeah, like someone slaps them and they have like a big chunk blow out of them and blood goes everywhere all digital. And then they're cutting to this scene where you're like, oh... <laughs> Is that, is that like some kind of like satisfaction of his desire for skulls? Oh, do you think yeah. that's a skull yeah, thing? I, I, I think so. Like this is Barney being like, I, I love skulls so much. I made my bad guy into a he's skull. He's like a cat. Like he's bringing church. <laughs> like a, gift. A, um, a yeah, a gift. He's like, oh, here's that. Here's that bird you wanted, and he's like, I don't want a no, bird. <laughs> the thing is, both Bruce, both Bruce Willis and Arnie are both like, that's too much. <laughs> like, why did you do that? You dialed, <laughs> yeah, down, yeah. down. We're all just trying to have a good time. We've we were in the smart car before. They've got. Cell phones, just take a photo. Well, and also, like, it, like it, everyone except for Stallone, like gets on the helicopter and leaves right after that scene. So like, Stallone's just there with the bag on the ground. I bet, like he just takes it. He just takes that home. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna bleach this. Oh, I'm he's gonna put it on my that wall. To Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke's gonna uh, bleach it. He's gonna, yeah, you know, do it. And that's oh. the next layer of Mickey Rourke's face. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> It's all of Slice Bones kills. Oh, Just lay it on top of himself. Yeah, my skin was getting a bit tight. I like this. <laughs> I just want to quickly say that that last fight scene was incredibly disappointing. Yeah. It was not fun. It wasn't particularly well choreographed. There was no mm. real payoff for John Clover. Like, JCVD did not do one split kick. There was nothing. He did two roundhouses in a row, which was pretty nice. He did roundhouses, but you need the split kick. Yeah, you do need if, you, if you want to see Jean-Claude Van Damme final fight scene uh, from the exact same year as Expendables 2, that is really good, um, uh, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning. Oh, yeah. Also starring Dolph Lundgren and Scott Adkins. Amazing movie. You had me Great until fight you said scenes. Scott Adkins. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I know, on I know the Scott like... Adkins diet. <laughs> I don't want any Scott Adkins. But it was bad. We can all agree that was a bad ending fight scene that ended in a chain choke off, yeah. which was I didn't feel was. I mean, paid it's off. fun when you're with your girlfriend, but I don't know. JCB... It was cool when he like went down the chain with yes. his foot. He's like, Zzz. yeah, yeah, that was nice. But there's such a build up, and it's like, okay, they go mano mm. a mano, cool. Then they have a throw down. Then you know, JCVD grabs a knife because he's the bad guy, so he you know goes back on that the, the yeah, first time. Classic. And heel then move. and then Sly just picks up a chain and just whips him to death. Yeah, it really did feel like he was like, oh, I should have just brought a chain to this fight at the start. If, if Sly just shot him when he said, you want to kill me like a man or a sheep? And then and then if Sly just went, bah, and then shot him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would have Because it, it felt like that, right? He's like, what, are yes. you too scared? And it felt like, oh, yeah, he's just going to, like, Indiana Jones this shit. Yeah. That would have been way more And then pale. Eric Roberts walked out. It was like, I didn't even die in the first one. <laughs> I was behind this as well. Uh, all right, that's been Expendables 1 and 2. We're gonna- I'm going to get a head tattoo of a spider web with Charlotte being pregnant and a spider leg coming down. They are so good. And we'll see all of those things when we come back after a break. Back with trivia. Pastor Trivia, baby. 
And the first piece of trivia, Wesley Snipes was offered the role of Hail Caesar but couldn't accept because due to his tax problems, he wasn't allowed to leave the United States without the court's approval. The role was taken by Forrest Whitaker and rewritten for Whitaker, but he was forced to leave the film due to a scheduling conflict. Sorry, in my head, I just pictured the idea of it just being rewritten as the same thing, but with his eyes a bit wonky. Um, <laughs> But Forrest Whitaker is, um, he was in Bloodsport, right? Yeah. That would be the, is that, that's kind of his only claim to action, though. Oh, no, Ghost Ghost Dog. I was going to say Ghost Dog. A movie uh, I've never seen. Yeah. Ghost Dog. He's is a ninja. that the American sequel ninja. to, oh, okay. I thought it's that not was... the sequel to Marley and Me. No, I thought it was the <laughs> sequel to... <laughs> Oddly enough, my take was more depressing. Forrest Whitaker was forced to leave due to a scheduling conflict. The role was then offered to rapper 50 Cent, who I think could have done a decent turn. Yeah, he would have been fine. He's done action-y stuff before. They could have changed the whole movie's name to Get Rich-ish or Die Trying. Yeah, because they don't get a lot of money. They don't get a lot of money. They don't get a lot of money. Guys, they get a million dollars each. They do not get an equal share. Otherwise, they would not be all asking for more money. Uh, They're on salary, (laughs) and at the most, they make 50k each. Do you reckon they tell each other what they're making? No. No. Oh, first rule of the Yeah, that goes against a mercenary's code. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they should. Just be open about it. They've got to unionize. They should unionize. Yeah, they've got to stand up against The only thing that's helping is the people above them. You know what? I don't need you. I'll get someone else in here and they'll do the job. Liam, Liam, you want to come in? You'd be great. Sign this contract. It's zero hours. But it might <laughs> might be for a lot more. Okay, make sure you write a letter to your girlfriend just in case things go wrong. In the German version, Sly and Arnie had the same voice actor doing the dub. That'd be confusing, wouldn't it? Which I feel like w- there was also the English version. Yeah. <laughs> 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 It's time for the post-credit pitches. This movie needed a post-credit section. It did, really. Right? Yeah, like this is post-Marvel. There should have been post-credit things. Yeah. No, I don't. I think that they. I don't think that they had that in their brain at that time. But I was waiting for them. They kind of had the montage of the characters' faces on motorbikes as the credits rolled, which is always a nice little touch. Uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start us off. I think it would have been awesome if they had just been a wide, like a wide shot in tools, like tattoo parlor area, and uh, uh, like Arnie just walks in. It's completely quiet and empty. Arnie just Arnie just walks in. He picks up like a. Like a, a little knife. Yeah. And he looks at it and he's like, <laughs> and then he throws it over his shoulder and gets it like a bullseye. And then he just looks at the camera and winks. Wait, why <laughs> is it a tiny knife? That'd be right. Because yeah, the other guys are throwing big knives. Yeah, I guess. they got big uh. knives. He's like, I don't need big knives. I'm Arnie. Uh. Oh, but he establishes that he needs big guns. Let me, exactly. Let me one up you. Yeah. Uh. Toothpick. Toothpick, yeah. Oh, toothpick <laughs> splits toothpick. the knife. Very cool. That's <laughs> where, like, where, like, 2003 Daredevil bit. Oh, yeah, I guess. Mm. Colin Farrell ruined Colin that. Farrell. Like, he ruined so many of the Yeah, things. no, otherwise that would have been a great movie if it wasn't for Colin Farrell. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, Statham pulls up on his motorbike. Lee Christmas. The garage opens up, inexplicably. He walks in, and he sees Sly sitting there, and he's, like, making kissing noises. And then Statham goes, oh, who's there? And then... Sly turns around, he looks kind of like worried, and he's holding the skull <laughs> of the lane. Oh. See, I, 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 was, I was just going to pitch, like, yeah, like a, a post credit scene where you, you, ju- you just see, like, someone going through, like, the painstaking process of, like, stripping all the flesh off the skull and, like, making it articulated. And a little, little trivia. Oh. What you do is you take the skull, put it in a box, bury it, yeah. leave it for, like, 
two months, pull it back out. All but the but, what, in the but what if you want a skull now? Yeah, he's not going to leave it. Or, so I think that, but it's a montage with so the Beach nines. Boys, wouldn't it be nice playing? <laughs> That's right. Wouldn't it be nice? And he's just going through and stripping all the skin off and everything. Oh, but they do a version where it says, wouldn't it be nice? Oh. <laughs> yeah, they they got the Beach Boys back together, guys. <laughs> Brian Wilson. They got Brian Wilson wouldn't to write a news. Wouldn't it be nice if we were... <laughs> okay, so we pitched the... Post-credits. The credits, we, we cut... I, got, I, I thought maybe, maybe a, like a blooper reel. Because this is what I genuinely thought was going to happen with the basketball scene when Statham pulls up mm. and he gets the ball. I wanted to see a blooper reel of him trying to shoot the basketball with very poor form and it just like breaking <laughs> off the backboard. And that's why they ended up with like, oh, just chuck it on him and stab. Yeah. Like that's easier to control. Like there's a whole bunch of shots of him like when he's got it and he shoots it and then stabs him and they're like, yeah, it's not yeah. going in. This, the shot just doesn't look cool. There is a spinoff there though where after he, he stabs the basketball, um, the aliens from... Uh, space Jam turn up and try and recruit Jason Statham to be their ringer <laughs> and he's just stabbing people <laughs> and he just stabs Looney that's going to be the new LeBron <laughs> version yeah. 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 yeah 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 yeah. now right. it's time for Pitch the Sequel I'm back baby Pitch the Sequel alright uh, Hollywood is calling and uh, we want you to pitch a sequel to Expendables 1 and 2 the, the last time I was on the show I talked about uh, what I see as, as the connection between uh, musicals and action movies Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to make Spindles Free a musical. Finally. And right. uh, it's going to have the exact same opening as, as the first one, except it's going to be in a different vague location that we don't really need to care about. But while, while they're like going through this town, murdering a bunch of people, they're going to be singing a song uh, with the lyrics, uh, they're, ex- they're expendable, they're dependable, their will of iron's unbendable, the damage they do is unbendable, on Facebook they're unfriendable. That's, that's as far as I got that song. <laughs> the <laughs> but, idea um, of any of these guys on <laughs> Facebook makes me sad. <laughs> So um, uh, eventually they're, they're going to get to the room where um, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is being held hostage. They're going to they're going to rescue him. Uh, they're all back on a plane, and then suddenly uh, all the characters uh, just parachute out of a plane, except for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the only one left. Oh, and because they all just had scheduling conflicts, and. And, and now it's an Arnie movie. Now, now it's an Arnie musical, and he's got to like <laughs> he's got to put together a new team and also uh, sing stuff. And <laughs> I like it a little better. And uh, 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 oh, but you can, only, you can only get like eighties B movie people. Well, I, I think we're going to like continue the trend, like adding more like kind of more recent action stars. Like um, okay. uh, we have Gina Carano from Haywire. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to be playing super religious uh, assassin. Her name is um, uh, uh, her name is Corpses Christie. <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> Corpses. <laughs> Hi, corpses. How you doing? Yeah, it's the only That's my name. It's the only pun I came up with um, for this. Um, well, why keep going when you've nailed? It? I know it's, oh, it's such a good name. Um, and then yeah, it's basically it's basically just the plot of a second one, but with more singing and uh, a better ending. With more singing, so much more, more singing, slightly more singing. Not well, just they, the singing. Why would you? Well, they do do singing in the second one. Why would one, you do more action stars when you can get like the best of musical stars? Exactly, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin. You could get uh, Matthew Broderick turning up. You could get the live action Aladdin. Just like turning up as Aladdin. Yeah. Apparently he needs the way. He, d- he does. He does. He, d- he didn't even get an audition for the yeah. Expendables. If only he'd given a good performance in a good movie, maybe people would hire him. Ah, oh, you didn't oh, see Aladdin. Shit. Full of bad takes today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. That's Look, I, I'm I'm a 22 year old comedian who spends all his time on the internet. Like, of course, I have bad opinions. <laughs> oh, that's my. where he gets them from. That's that's all I'm that's all I'm good for. Brendan, what do you got for your sequel? My sequel. Uh, it was hard. It was hard. My original idea was going to be imagine Sylvester Stallone, but it's Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. and then Jason Statham, but it's Kate Blanchett, and then Aquafina's also there. Then I was like, 
that's been done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, a different best of movie. But do you know that there was also a pitch for a female expendable? Absolutely. Of course. That would be weird if they wasn't. Uh, There's with, one that you can watch on YouTube. Is it with Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, and Aquafina? Meryl Streep was in tour. Oh, Meryl Streep, definitely. Uh, my only aggression at it was uh, I feel like the name slightly undercuts the power of it, which was The Expendables. <laughs> I'm into it. That's a real cool. Oh, that's no. a good stable Let's for WWE burn to down have. Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's a good stable for WWE. Uh, <laughs> so, that's, so I don't want that one. My other option that I threw away was kind of like a comedy of Jet Li, Jet Li's character, Yin Yang, uh, in China with like six different families that he has to juggle. Wait, like, oh, also, okay. that's why he needs so much money for his kids. He's like, oh, my family's yeah, yeah. like, where'd this family come from? He's like, he doesn't have a family. Turns out he's got multiple families. Yeah. And uh, he actually does, not he's got to be dad six different times. And the, each, each of his six kids has a uh, different kind of like a social problem. Uh, it's, it's like the one child yeah, that he thing. has to yeah. fix. Yeah. During so, yeah. So he's got to be the perfect so dad. For, yeah. It's like a big farce. Yeah. Like yeah. a little farce. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't do that. I mean, you literally just did. No, I didn't. No, I, I decided against that one. So what I landed on, I would genuinely quite like a movie of just like a little, um, little chamber piece, little chamber drama, one or two sets. And it is the intervention of Gunner. <laughs> Where yep. they're like, we can't trust you. You're using crank again. Mm-hmm. And then in the second movie's not. So he got better. Oh, so this is like I Expendables one point five. Yeah, prequel. This is a yeah. This is a little medium point where we clean him out, and everybody is there, and because they're his friends. Yeah, so, they so, they've all got. So they've it's all like got, while he's recovering from being shot in the heart. Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. And they've got letters that they've written about how much they love him. And then each one of the characters unlocks a little bit of their own emotions oh, through. Nice. Yeah, 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 so they all realize that they're horrible people. Is that going to be kill a lot of people? But that uh, emotional they, journey mm. is that going to be digitally edited? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, but it's still going to be PG thirteen because Chuck Norris will be there. I just don't know if the as the counselor that you're casting him. No, no. While they're having the dialogue and they're discussing it, like it goes into like their mental like realm, and in the mm. mental realm, they're having a fight scene. Yeah. Oh no. Nice. Right, so, so it's a real sucker punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> More so than I would like it to be. Yeah. No, but I, I, I just want, I want a good acting showcase for this rehab. And Mickey Rourke can be involved as a consultant. He knows what rehab is. I feel like he'd be the mediator. his he'd character. Be, yeah. yeah. He could be the mediator. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's what I want. I want each character to kind of figure out something about themselves yeah. and to yeah. why they do a really what fun they exploration do. of their acting chops. Yeah. 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 It'd be really weird to see. <laughs> so that's what I want. And then Dolph Lundgren gets sober. Woo! Feel good movie. It's 28 days later. It. I mean, he does drink in the sequel, which is a little weird. He, he's, he's not like drinking meth or anything. Okay, that's fair. You know, but I just, you know, as far as we addicted know. to crank, I just, you know, like, let's take care of him. Yeah. I love it. Is it. Will this be a movie or just off Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like Fleabag. It's just <laughs> oh, it's it's Amazon Prime. Fleabag. It's gonna be an uh, like eight episode, forty <laughs> yeah. minutes each on Amazon Prime. It's gonna start in the in, in Edinburgh Fringe, and then yeah. it's gonna take off. No, it's gonna be a full, It's gonna be a, a three hour movie. Oh, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, a lady is gonna have one mm-hmm. line. She's gonna walk in and be like, "Refreshments are outside." And then that's it. And everybody's going to be like, wow, that was thematically appropriate. I feel like it would be more thematically appropriate if she came in and she was like, Gunner, you're my father. And there's refreshments outside. And then she left. So then oh. we're left with like, oh, okay. So she, he has a daughter. That, so that's good for him. And she's hot. 
And then she said, and yeah. says, by the way, my name is Bechtel, and I've just failed a test. Hey! <laughs> Sylvester's so like, check out the skull on Gunner's daughter. <laughs> I, I, I just love it in these movies. Like, Stallone keeps on like writing love interests for himself, and then at the end of the movie, he's like, Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, let's just... hug because they're a, they're a love interest for us to enjoy, yeah, they're right? They're like a, like a pretty lady who is kicking ass for the three minutes of screen time she gets, mm-hmm. you know. And then, but for him, he's like, it would be creepy if I made out with this girl. Well, I mean, he films the scenes, but he just keeps them for himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a lot of implication that he's had a love and yeah. has lost. It is, yeah, her. yeah. That's and is that ever nope. in the next movies at it, all? I hit. thought the second movie was all talking about the girl from the first movie. But in the first movie, I'm sure that they're like, have you ever felt this? And he's like, yeah. No. I, I think he's just lying it. so that like, so Liam Hemsworth can keep telling his story. Because yeah. he's like, no, I've actually never been in love with Liam Hemsworth. Okay, well, here's what love is like. Here's yeah. what emotions are. And that's why he, motor- he doesn't go back to the bar. He immediately motorcycles yeah, home exactly. to furiously jerk off to skulls. <laughs> Um, it's jerk off with skulls. Sorry, with skulls. Jesus. Uh, that makes it even worse. <laughs> it's called skull fucking. There's I, a whole thing about it. Keep watching me. Keep watching me. <laughs> uh, they can't look away because they have no eyes. Uh, Brendan does not want to engage with this. No, I don't like this riff. No? I started it, but I don't like where it's going. Uh, he, does, he doesn't like hearing about how Sylvester Stallone's character bones... Hey. Yeah, you got me back. And David Boreanaz was in, <laughs> in Buffy. It was an episode two of Buffy. Oh, <laughs> and he was also in Bones. He was in Bones. Was in Bones. What? Uh. And his character, his name is something Booth. Yep. And his Seely. main thing. His name is Seely. His no, name is Seely Booth. Seely. Yeah, he's, he's cousins with Toll Booth. No, he's he's like the and he's the descendant of the man who killed John Wilkes Booth. John Wilkes. Who killed Lincoln? Which you should know about, Stephen. I can't because believe- we're linking all of this together. <laughs> uh, we'll put it in the yeah. show's log. Uh, so final thoughts. <laughs> Let's talk about like right. what, what it was like to experience these movies, how they held up. I remember I saw Expendables 2 at the theatre. And I had not seen Expendables 1. And watching Expendables 2 this morning, I was like, oh, I've seen this. Yeah. Um, and I remember back then enjoying how winky wink and fun it was mm. and i think that was the prevailing sentiment they're like oh expendables one was bad expendables two is good because it takes itself less seriously yeah mm. and now 10 years later i think the complete opposite i think i like expendables one because it was earnest and it tried to be something and then expendables two was like nah, self jerk off kind of a thing but i think like expendables two even does like the kind of like character stuff better than expendables one does like it, it's both winkier and sillier but also like all of the performances from all of the main characters are better and yeah, they're, they're, only, given, they're and, given more to do. Because that's every sequel because they do base, they've got that base foundation. They didn't lay the foundation very well. I totally agree with that. But we've had a decade of all the self-referential ironic takes and everything mm. like that. So I'm like, oh, it's not good oh, anymore. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, Expendables 2 was like kind of at the start of that. Yeah. And now we're in like a post-Deadpool 2 world yeah. where yep. you know, all you're doing is watching someone do it a little bit worse. Yeah, and now every movie there's a little bit of heart, and people are like, "Oh my god, there was a little bit of heart." You're like, "No, what about when the entire movie was heart?" And like, "Oh yeah, not- Babe, Pig in the City." Mm. You get it? Yeah, all heart, yep. all heart. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me on again. I've really enjoyed some of this. <laughs> <laughs> and at least we gave you two movies. No, right? that was the worst part. <laughs> no, because it could have just been Expendables two. Yeah, but I wonder if I would have liked it if I'd still never seen Expendables one. Yeah, if you had had nothing to compare it to. Yeah. 
But then you would have been comparing it to Rambo, and that is not fair no, to the Expendables franchise. Finn, what was your final thoughts of the of the, of the movies? Oh look, I I I, just, I I love movies and I like talking about movies and everything's great. And thank you for having me on. Okay, <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I think Finn's full of bullshit takes today. I genuinely think the first the they're both fine. I would say the second one's a bit more fun. Yeah, second one's more fun, but the first one has that great monologue that made me very happy. The monologue's good. Uh, I, I was I think I was on my phone during that monologue, uh, and so, uh, so I missed all of it. Up, Mister Content. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dual Screener. What are you doing on your phone? Yeah, Finn. Probably playing Skyrim. I was reading reviews of Expendables 1. That makes sense. Oh, looking for other people's opinions for you to remix. Yeah, Yeah. basically. Pictures of skulls on the other tab. Finn, it's okay to be you. I've tried it for 22 years. It's not working out. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta dye that long hair, buddy. So, Brendan Green, where can we find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Brendan Green, B-R-E-N-D-O-N. And then, uh, yeah, going to be doing a whole bunch of shows this year. Live live comedy, man. That's where it's at. Uh, j- just just search for Nicholas on stuff. I'm on there, probably. If I see K-E-L-A-S, which is not how that word or my name is spelt, does not work. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming along to the podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Finn. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thanks, Goodbye, Finn. everyone. We love you. Hey, bye. Bye. <laughs>